so many dicks <laughs> in that show. <laughs> no, there's only one at a time. That, that statement's not true. Let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. Hey, listeners. Welcome back to the show. I'm joined again by Greg and John. How are you, fellas? Hey, I'm great, Tope. How are you this morning? I'm wonderful. I am fantastic. Yeah! We use our morning radio voices. And let's go to John. Ask him. Hey, John. Yeah, how, are, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I feel like there might be something behind that, the tone of your response. No, I'm, I'm fine. Hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, Greg. Hey. All right. Hey, fair how's enough. How's it going? Well, this is the continuation of our series on pop culture from the year 1992. So we picked 1992 cuz it was 25 years ago and I do acknowledge that now it's 2018 and that's 26 <laughs> years ago. When we started this right. it was uh, We just we just came up sense. Yeah, we came up with the idea and got rolling on our 1992 series just a little later than we expected and it took us longer to get together than we wanted. So it rolled into 2018 so now it's 26 years but nonetheless we're going to we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. So uh, we've already covered movies and music and today we're going to discuss television. Television. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and so so this will be the conclusion of our 1992 oh, pop culture this is series, it. This and is then it. we're over. It's after it's over. No more 1992 conversation. Wow. It's not allowed. Mm. All right. Well, I do have one thing before we get started. Yes, Toph. This is a surprise. I have no idea what you're going to say right now. So so once again, you'll notice we have four microphones. And there's only two. There's only three of us here. There is. Oh wow. So so, so we do have an open chair. Oh no! And I know this. Uh, no, didn't, I know this didn't go very well the last time. Okay, you invited him back, but I, I didn't want to okay. give up on it so easily. Uh, I'm out of here. I think this is severe miscalculation on your here. part. Okay, so so let's, Greg. You're closest to the door. Why don't you open the door? Yeah. Is he knocking? We'll, Do I hear him knocking? Yeah. Yeah. There's a knock. So let's open the door and welcome our guest. It's actually not Arthur. Whoa. Oh, yeah, this is somebody. I don't know if I know this person yeah, or not. Yeah, you know he's I? not going to be back, so please welcome our guest. It's Arthur's sister, Kate Walker. Well, welcome, Kate. Welcome to the show today. Well, hello, gentlemen. Pleasure to be with you today. Okay, thanks, Kate. Um, you have my sincerest apologies about my brother. Thanks. Oh, well, yeah. We, that's that's yeah, nice of you to say. Kind of a, that. He was kind of rude. Of, he was way out of line. Yeah. He, he definitely was. Don't worry about me. I'm far more refined than him. Oh, well, that's good news. Yeah. She's more refined. Yeah. She does sound yeah. uh, very proper. Very yeah. proper. Yeah. You must be John. Yes, Kate. Hi. Or shall I call you Santa Claus? <laughs> what? Uh, that doesn't make oh, any okay. sense. Because you seem to have a little round belly that shakes when you laugh. <laughs> well, like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> Well, Kate, yeah, um, the holidays were a little rough, sure, but uh, man, just to come out and say that to somebody, yeah, she seems more refined. She seems to think you look more a little bit like Santa Claus. You're more refined, you (laughs) bee. Sorry, that joke is a bit out of season. I wrote it back in November, but it was good enough to use anyway, don't you think? Not really. I guess. I guess. I'm not into Santa Claus humor. No, you're not into Santa Claus humor. That's a weird objection to what she just said. You're definitely Greg. 
No, oh. I'm not. I'm not. No, no, she's right. You, you're Greg, no, for sure. I'm not. Uh, you don't know me. She stares into Greg's eyes. No, you don't know me. <laughs> Arthur was spot on with the vagina reference. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. Man, she... Oh, my. Two peas in a pod, these two. It's actually worse than he described. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I just dropped all my notes, you little bee. Sorry, gents. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Now I understand why Arthur struggled so mightily. You both are such easy targets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. I guess I'll see myself out. Yeah, yeah get, get, get out, out of here. Door. Yeah, yeah, it you. doesn't, it doesn't yeah. seem like it's working. What yeah. a couple of half-wits. Oh, hey, hey! Right when we're That's a painful parting shot. Wow! wow. Right when you shut in the door. Yeah, no kidding. Uh... Well, tossed her hair at us. Sold it this one last time. That didn't. That didn't help your bad day. Started your bad day, did it, John? <laughs> well, dis- despite her claims of being more refined, I don't know that that's true. No, are these, are, you know, are these two the English equivalent of Don Rickles' yeah. niece and nephew right. or something? It's like Joan Rivers and Don Rickles, <laughs> right? <laughs> Apparently, English insult comics. Kind of reminds me of Georgie. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, it's worse than Arthur described. Does she want to stay with us? No, I think she's gone. I I don't even went down the hall. Can you imagine those two's those two's those two parents? Yeah, yeah. To create, and she's the more refined one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we met Arthur. (laughs) To create, that went horribly wrong. Beast of humans. <laughs> wow. Well, well, boys, they they pro- she promised me that it was going to be nothing like that. So my my oh, sincere apologies. God, you know, I kind of want to meet Arthur's mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I wonder if we can arrange for that. <laughs> no, we can't. I'll I'll, re- I'll reach out and see what I can arrange, but I, there's no promises. Well, since 1992 is over, I think this is over too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back on track. Uh, like before. Uh, we'll begin with an wow. overview of the year in television, uh, and then move on and discuss uh, three shows that we think represent the year 1992 in television. Now, there's a good chance we'll run out of time today and have to finish up another episode, but let's go ahead and get started. And so what we're going to do is we're going to get started. <coughs> so let's begin. So we're going to get started with events around television from that year. Okay. So on April 30th, the Cosby Show aired its season, sorry, series finale. Wow. Which. That was big. Well. Yeah. It was probably the, was it the biggest sitcom ever? Oh, it was certainly one of them. I, it's I think, only top I think, five, maybe? Yeah. It's like MASH, Cosby Show. I mean, I, I think I think later later on, maybe in part two of this episode, we'll talk about what might have been the, the biggest sitcom. And little did we know what Bill Cosby was opinion. doing at that time. Ooh, let's America's, not bring that up. America's <laughs> let's, father let's talk about Let's talk about the happy-go-lucky uh, Cosby family. But that's a big deal. That was, that was a big deal. deal. For us, we probably started watching that and Middle yeah. school. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was, That's it right. was appointment TV. No question. Uh, on May 22nd, after 30 years, Johnny Carson hosted the last Tonight Show. And then the interesting thing is is that when, when, when he left, he went into obscurity. He disappeared. Yeah. When, well, they said, I always heard about Carson was when he wasn't on the show. Yeah, he was a, he was a yeah, very recluse. recluse. Yeah. yeah. And he then, was very quiet and just wanted to do his thing. And, and then I don't remember what year, but he eventually died of cancer. Can, uh, lung uh, cancer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that either. But that was... Um, <laughs> How could anybody know that? <laughs> my, 
Uh, on June 3rd, presidential candidate Bill Clinton, who was in his 40s at the time? Yeah, his yeah. mid-40s. Appears on the Arsenio Hall show and sits in with the house band as a saxophone player. And we, and we talked about this in the music. <coughs> we did. We did. Because yeah. that was kind of a, a, a music thing. Um, yeah, so Clinton appearing on Arsenio Hall, as I said in the last one, some people attributed that to him becoming such a popular choice for, for president. June 19th of that year, Barney and Friends deba- debuts on PBS. Hi, guys. What do you guys think of that? Didn't care for Barney, still don't. Neither did I. And I still Super d- I do now, though. Based out of uh, Dallas. Oh, that's right. Filmed yeah. in Las Colinas. That, that show is yep, filmed in the right. Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yep. That's right. My, my interaction was with Barney is uh, some of the people I knew in, high, or in college uh, would like to get fired up in the morning and watch a little Barney before they <laughs> class. Now, what do you mean by fired up? Yeah, like... Like real, just excited. Like get pumped. Yeah, they know. Yeah, they would do cartwheels. You know, through the kitchen. Yeah. Like instead of watching exercise videos or like music videos on MTV, they'd watch Barney to get pumped up for the day. Yeah, instead of jazzercising, it was watching Barney. Yeah. Okay. Number two uh, for me is September twenty fourth. The Sci Fi Channel launches with a broadcast of Star Wars. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I don't remember. I don't remember this either. I don't. In fact, I I still don't watch the Sci Fi Network. But it launched. That year, and that was the year that Chris launched three dogs. <laughs> I don't know if I'd gotten into my dog launching by then. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, October 1st. <laughs> the just amateur. <laughs> yeah. It was just an idea. I wasn't, a pro- I wasn't professionally launching dogs. Right. On October the 1st of 92, the Turner Broadcasting Systems Cartoon Network goes on the air. Uh, November 1st of that year, Texas billionaire Ross Perot acquires blocks of TV time for his presidential <laughs> campaign, and they were fan-freaking-tastic. They were. Yes, lots, they of, were. lots of charts and graphs. A lot of unintentional comedy. Oh, so much unintentional comedy, which resulted in actual comedy on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> yes. as they do an excellent job of parodying uh, presidential candidates. Uh, November 18th, uh, the Seinfeld episode The Contest is broadcast on NBC. Despite its, despite its controversy... The episode will win an Emmy Award and be named the number one episode of all time by TV Guide. Agreed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good one for sure. One of my all-time favorites. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So in 1992, we had some series debut, The Dennis Miller Show, which uh, was okay. never really liked. Uh, Dateline NBC with debuted. Stone Phillips with St- <laughs> Stone Stone from Phillips. Wichita Falls, Texas. Is he really? Yep. Had no idea. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and which is still around today, so it's had some legs. Uh, the Real World debuted on MTV. Interesting. Interesting. Check your check your paper. <laughs> <laughs> Barney and Friends. We addressed that already. Melrose right. Melrose Place came in as the uh, a, a slightly older version of 90210. Yeah. That was I didn't get to, <coughs> little, I didn't watch little, much of it but little there darker, some, little sexier. They were there were some really good looking The ladies, ladies on were that. Uh, a lot I don't, What was the redhead on that show? I don't remember. I liked her a lot. Oh, Marsha Cross? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Uh the Larry Sanders show which was on HBO. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do this for the Larry Sanders show. Overrated. <laughs> I liked it. I never liked that show. I liked it. It no. has given us some great moments. Those are the best parts. <laughs> the seven great moments. The seven the great Sanders. moments. Okay. But there were great. Those moments were great. 
I could live without him. <laughs> I've no. never, mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of his. I, me, I never Gary thought Shandling is. I always like Gary. For me. He's he's on my list of vastly overrated comics. Who's his sidekick on the show too? Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. Hey now. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's that was of, good. That's one of the great things that's come yeah. back from it. Hashtag Me Too. What? He's on the Me Too list. Hashtag Me Too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought you said he shagged me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> I don't want no, to hear about Jeffrey, that. Jeffrey Tambor's on the Me Too list. Really? Well, I, I probably everybody's on the Me Too list that's if true. you think about it. That's yeah, true. You hear Except like, me. That's right. That's right. Ironically, not him too. Right. Hashtag but he's actually disappointed he's not on the list. <laughs> he's, he's the it one. wasn't for a lack of trying. Right. Just, you know. Who um, who recently came out? Um, not he didn't come out, but like people are. Was for, he just won the Golden Globe? Um, oh yeah, a uh, younger guy. Um, uh, yeah, um, Franco. Ja- yeah. yeah, James Franco. James Franco. That's Franco. right. Well, someone. So there's, threw an mul- accusation. there's multiple people. Someone threw a Twitter accusation at him, which I think that is, was Ali Sheedy. Is initially, bullshit. initially it was Ali Sheedy right, said let's, something. Let's not that get into a big did. Me Too conversation. Ooh, this me. is important, Chris. Right, I know. Yeah. And we it's don't. We definitely don't want the podcast women. to go long. By any. It's more important than our next show, Martin. Right. Martin. Way Martin. more important than that. That show. I I do not like him at all. Well, I think if I recall, oh, he's I think a, this was on UPN. Maybe he's apparently just the biggest D, the biggest D in Hollywood. I'm not surprised when I hear so and so's the biggest D anymore. Like, <laughs> no, it's like, course. yeah, I get it. They're all in Hollywood though, because Chris is the b- biggest D on the planet. Definitely in this room. Definitely in this room. Well, Martin, uh, it had its place. Yep. It was, a, it you did. know, it was a major. Oh, black there's comedy. no doubt. I just um, don't like Martin. It was funny. And he went crazy later. Martin Short. I just can't stand him. God, <laughs> right. You hate all Martins. Martin Sheen. Uh, no, Martin Just, Sheen's cool. Yeah, Greg is oddly anti-Martin. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Martin. stance to take. My favorite so, Martin. I hated that. <laughs> Martin Van Buren is yeah. like your hey, least favorite At least you're consistent president. with your with your Martin hate. Right. Uh, the next show we have is Bob. Do you remember that? No. That was the third sitcom, sitcom outing by no Bob Newhart. I maybe really? watched one. Now, yep. don't say Bob Newhart was overrated. Do not no, say no, no, that. No, no, no. Bob Newhart was great. He was. <laughs> he was great. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Bob had a lot of success. Uh, Picket Fences, which in... Never seen a single no, second. 18-year-old John is. would have nothing to do with. Don't mm-hmm. have a that clue. Was the, uh, that is the... This is us. Is that the current show? This is yeah. us that everybody raves about. That's the tearjerker show. That's, yeah, that's well, actually a good show. I watched the first episode. Picket Fences was the that. This Is Us. Of that's the true. Time. It was uh, a show that I really enjoyed. Mad about you. And now very, that I've, very good. Now yeah. that I've been yeah, married for almost decent. eighteen years, mm-hmm. it drives a much stronger point with me. And the one, the one line from that show that I'll never forget that I still use today. Yes, yeah, so we love this line. Is the argument between <laughs> between. <laughs> Between he uh, he and uh, what's her name, Jamie? Um, Character is Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Character, yeah. The, but it was the, Hunt, the, right? Helen yeah, Hunt. Helen Hunt. Hunt. So the so the one argument between the two of them, and <laughs> Paul Reiser will not admit that he's wrong. Instead, all he's willing to do is say that's not the most right I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I used not too long ago in my own interpersonal relationship. I use that regularly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to have to start using it because I I. Val, basically, my wife tells me that I'm never wrong all claims, the time. So claims quote, that. quote that again for the listener. 
So they can use it? Yeah. The, the, the line is, if, if you don't want to admit you're wrong with your spouse or someone else in a horrible, heated argument, and you're feeling very prideful, then just say, that's not the most right I've ever been. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Gravity Beer okay. listeners, you can have that. Yes. Use that. That's my gift to you. It'll it'll diffuse any argument you're having. Eh, or it might induce an eye roll. Ooh, well, or it, it might make a fight even more. The first person worse. to break is the first loser. <laughs> Which is a good that's that's a good rule of thumb for any good right. marriage. <clears throat> for any for any argument you're having. All right, so the next show was the Ben Stiller show. Interesting. Was, MTV. Was, yeah, um, ben, was a yeah. sketch show with Ben Stiller who had he done anything? I didn't at even that know point? that. I I never even saw it. No, no, I don't think he had been on anything before that. This I was don't think the he first had. significant thing that he ever did. You know, he had famous parents who were comedians. Right. Yeah. Yep. But which will again we'll get to in Greg's. Oh yes. Greg's, There's uh, a lot of getting to in Greg's. Yeah, a lot of teasing about Greg's show. Yeah. And here's Chris with series endings. So there are also a lot of series that ended that year, as we discussed. Uh, the Cosby Show, which debuted in '84, ended in '92. Uh, Growing Pains. Was I for, loved Growing Pains. I did too. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, that that end that ended uh, seven years after it started. Who's the boss? And you know that's started off pretty famous person today, right? You know who that is? Alan Thicke. Wrong. He's dead, by the way. Uh, God, God rest his soul. Yeah. Do you know who? <laughs> no. Do you know who? From Growing Pains. Yes. That's famous today. Huge. Huge. One of the today. biggest actors in Hollywood. <clears throat> Big yep. time bachelor. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. Nice yeah, job. He and that's a, I, I did, that's I did a fist that. bump, folks. I did know that. I watched a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> we just established a new... A new oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, what's this? Oh, oh, and we just blew, we just that, blew that up, up people. <laughs> you guys are too old and too white to do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, nice, nice job. Nice job, Johnny. J- Johnny Jake knew. After five seasons... Do you remember him being on there, by the way? I don't know. I've I've seen the clip to remind me, but I don't remember it at the time. He was the young kid they brought into the show, like their cousin or something like that. Oh yeah, you're right. You know, towards you know, his series wanes. They start bringing in different people to mix things Mm -hmm. up, and no question. After five seasons, Jake and the Fat Man came to an end. I remember that show. Never saw a single episode. (sighs) Maybe two. Uh, The Golden Girls wrapped up. Uh, MacGyver. Funny show. As we discussed, after not thirty MacGyver. seasons, <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> Sorry, not MacGyver. He wasn't funny, but Golden Girls. Were you Girls thinking was MacGyver funny. was a was a comedy? And you know what? I have a friend of mine that today she every day watches an episode of the Golden Girls. There's a Golden Girls podcast. And she's a forty year old ish woman. No, there's a podcast that, out there about on the Golden Girls by a very wow. unlikely host, in my opinion. Uh, so uh, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson we talked about wrapped up and was uh, the hosting job was taken over by Jay Leno. Uh, that he, was a huge year, right there. Oh, that was huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, Hee Haw, which I didn't know, started in 1969, concluded wow. in 1992. That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, Night Court, which was part of the lineup with Family I Ties. Like Night and, Court I a lot. And yeah, the Cosby Show. They were part of um, NBC's Must See TV on Thursday nights. Great show. Uh, Dear John, which was with... Um, Who was that? I remember I saw it, but I don't remember <laughs> what it was. The, the, guy remember about the, the guy from Taxi. It was one of the guys. Uh, Judd Hirsch. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. All right. And wrapping it up... Um, Concluding in the same year that it started, womp womp, the Dennis Miller Show <laughs> debuted and ended in 1992. <laughs> Do you guys like Dennis Miller? Yeah, I, I like I, him all right. I never liked him. I, I like can, him now. I can take I him. Like him. I can take him in small doses. Yeah. I don't he was s- intolerable back then to me. For sure. Well, he started on Saturday Night Live doing the weekend updates. Right. Now, he was, I thought he was good. 
Yeah. Well, the that's the only things. time maybe I thought he was good. Well, that's the thing is Dennis Miller is one of those guys that you really only want him. You don't want to seek him out. You just want him on small doses when you come across him. And when he's in his lane, he's great. Right. If he tries to do too much. Yeah, if he gets out of his lane. Like co-anchor Monday like, Night Football. It's like people on their cell phones. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's kind of like he's a woman on her cell phone in the middle of driving. Trying yeah, to, what is that like, John? And she's Could swerving you? into your lane yeah. because she's a Whoa! Whoa! First time that's been issued on the show. It's swerving into your lane because she thinks she's more important than everybody else on the road. Okay. You can cut that. Boy, will I ever. I can what that? Boy, will you ever. Anyway, uh, Dennis Dennis Miller (laughs) should should say something. You know what? I got you. Dennis Miller? Good job. Is Seth Myers. That's a high five, folks. High five. Oh, oh. We're upper update- register from yeah. Greg. We're updating the yeah. "That's a High Five, folks!" Yeah. jingle yeah. On, the, on the fly. Right. <laughs> nice. Okay, copyright that. Mm-hmm. So notable deaths in TV. Yeah, How there about were that. There are a few of the, a few yeah. of those. I wasn't that well. It's Perhaps kind of a small list, you guys remember someone by the name of Dick York? <coughs> did. He was the actor that played Darren Stevens on Bewitched. The First, Darren Stevens, right? Because there were two. Yes, and the second one was also named Dick, Dick Sargent. Right. That's right. I was mm-hmm. thinking... So many dicks. <laughs> Which you could combine That's those... In that show. <laughs> no, there was only one at a time. <laughs> that, that statement's not true. <laughs> dicks everywhere. Um, okay. Number two, Robert Reed, the, the oh, man Mike who played Brady. Mike Brady. And if you remember, came out that he was gay and died of AIDS yes, related. And that was a big shock. To AIDS people. related. Yeah, I guess you know you die of pneumonia, but it's due to AIDS it, or whatever. You know, speaking so, of coming out, complications. I think Dick York was the same way, which really rocked people's opinions of these solid 1960s and 70s sitcom yeah. dads yep. being alternative. Right. It's true. Shocking. Yeah. Next, uh, Lawrence Welk died at the age of 89. 89. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever long. watched the Lawrence Welk show on No, PBS? but I know that he, he bored people to death for 40 years straight. Lawrence Welk was huge. Oh, I know. Well, yeah. he was a forerunner. Well, yeah. at the time, he was, a, right. he was a huge personality, and that show was like people didn't leave their house to no watch question. that show. And then if we go back and look at it now, we're like, oh, <laughs> this is, this this is, is terrible. It's kind of trippy. Huh. It's weird. Um, yeah. Next was Chuck Connors. Um, I love no the relation rifleman. to John Connor. At the age of seventy-one, he was the then the rifleman. I don't even know who he was. So I don't even know why we have this on here. You never heard of the show, The Rifleman? I've heard of it. That was Dude, a gigantic does show. Really that care? Was. When I was does a anyone kid, that I ever the... listen to podcasts really care about that show? Well, we can move on, or you can just yeah, let's you just, can just circle on. around it for another two minutes. Let's move on. <laughs> Circle the drain on that. <laughs> All right. And the uh, last one was Sterling Holloway at, at the age of 87. No one's going to know this person until I tell you who he was. He was the original voice of Winnie the Pooh. Which I'm a huge Winnie the Pooh fan. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh was great. You and, love and, 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 and You the, like adolescent pantsless bears? <clears throat> yes. Huh. But uh, huh. but the, the replacement voices after he died and was no longer involved in the show sucked. They weren't. <laughs> That's a really hard opinion. I was going to say they weren't terrible, but no one could really replace Sterling Holloway. He was fantastic. 
Uh, I just say they sucked. Or they sucked. Only Sterling. A tr- only a true fan could have that opinion. So we all know that the Emmy Awards is it's the Oscars of TV. So in 1992, we had shows that won Emmys. Murphy Brown with Candace Bergen. Meh. Not and bad. Not some terrible. Other folks, which I assume was sitcom or yep. you know short comedy. Yep. Northern Exposure. Never seen it. You've never seen Northern Exposure. No. Good show. That's yeah, a good that, show. That's worth a revisit. Ask me if I will. Greg, you think you'll go back and check that out? You want I to break, might. You want to Netflix that for the next <laughs> six years? Not <laughs> ever. Uh, and I that could have been comedy or drama, I suppose. The uh, Tonight Show starring Jar- Johnny Carson. Understandably. Yes, yes. last year. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, well, I think every year. No, frankly. last year. Because Letterman never got his due. Although Letterman at the time was doing a better show. Yep. Definitely. Oh. Uh, acting Emmys. Craig T. Nelson from Coach. Coach. That was worth it. Good show. Yeah. That was a good show. Yeah, it was. Because who doesn't love Dauber? <laughs> and Jerry, oh. Van, Jerry Van Dyke Jerry Van passed Dyke away fan- what, last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, not at the time of this recording. At the time of this recording, it'll be about three months ago. Right. Oh, okay. So you can restate that if you want to. Um, <laughs> who passed away back in January? So yeah. <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke from Coach, who unfortunately passed away a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and by long time ago, you mean about, about, about three, three or four months, months ago. ago? Yeah, December, January, somewhere. Around but Craig T. Nelson still Depending. with us, and so was Dauber. He's Thank the voice goodness, of Patrick on yeah. uh, SpongeBob. Candace Bergen won for Murphy Brown. Yep. Meh. Who, who's heard from her in Meh. twenty uh, years? Do we want to hear from her Meh. now? Christopher Lloyd, he was greatness. He, what in did my he opinion. win for? Yeah, I don't know what he won for because Taxi wasn't still on. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't remember what I he was don't involved know what in. Show he would have been doing. I don't know. All I know is he was great in uh, Back great. to the Future. He's, he's been great and everything. He's a good actor. Dana Delaney for China Beach, who was in my bank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She was hot back then. Wearing that nurse's uniform. Anyways. I need a moment. Next. Michael Jeter for... Um, I don't remember what that was. That was the Burt Reynolds show. Uh, oh, yeah, you're Evening right. Shade. Evening Shade. You're right. How did you know that? Because I... Unfortunately, can't remember important things, but I can remember the most trivial That's stuff pretty impressive. in the world. I That's agree. very impressive. I didn't even know who Michael Jeter was. Oh, he played for the Yankees for a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he owns uh, the no, Marlins. Ah, Jeter doesn't even own the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Lori <laughs> Metcalf, which I assume this was for Roseanne as supporting actress. Yep. NBC, who was the dominant network at the time. Funny how things change. Got the most nominations and wins, and Northern Exposure tied for the most nominations and wins. There's your Emmys from that year. Yeah, and uh, NBC got the most nominations. Did you already say that? Did I, just <laughs> I, I did. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks for paying attention. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I'm just going to do a quick rundown of the highest rated shows from 1992. All right. Uh, this is in order of ratings. So topping the charts... Uh, 60 Minutes, uh, then Roseanne, Home Improvement, uh, Murphy Brown, Murder, She Wrote. Huge Murder, She Wrote fan. I'm sure you guys no. were as well. Heck yeah. Uh, Coach, which we mentioned. Monday Night Football, understandably. Uh, CBS Sunday Night Movie. Not sure if I ever caught one of those. I, that's, that is not a phenomenon we enjoy today. No. And then, no. Uh, ch- and then Cheers. Uh, that was also part of the must-see TV lineup on NBC. Full House. Yeah. 
Northern Exposure and wrapping it up was another news magazine show 2020. Um, Did you see that? A few more notable oh, shows that were on the list is if you go. Apparently, you know, I should have seen Northern Exposure. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, everyone else had, but yeah. Greg didn't. So, uh, other other notable shows. Watching the Fresh Prince. Yeah, other other notable shows on the list were the Fresh Prince at uh, sixteen, uh, Unsolved Mysteries at twenty one, which I I I was a P one of. I can see you Mysteries. really enjoying that mm-hmm. show, Robert yeah. Robert Stack. Yes. Who uh, had a memorable appearance in the movie Airplane? Uh, <laughs> yes, Do- Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. Never watched it. However, right. Jane Seymour, pretty hot. Um, still, even in eighteen eighties, where thirty years old, thirty years later, she still is. She's good looking one for her and, age. And Hawk and Jewelry, so yeah. good for her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in only its third season, Seinfeld was twenty uh, fifth uh, on on the list. Uh, Twenty nine ramping up for for the Matt, for the uh, murder she wrote crowd. You also had Matlock. A lot of a lot of mystery stuff. It's kind of like podcasting true, true crime. crime right now, right? Oh, for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. And um, it, coming in at thirty was a show that I really really liked. I think I saw every episode was Wings. I right. I well Wings was part of Musty TV. It was at eight thirty slot for us yep. in Central Time. Yeah, great it show. It was a good show. Yeah, it was really it was, really it good. It was kind of underrated for a long Guaranteed time. Guaranteed good ratings. Yeah, really really good. Okay, let's go ahead and get started with our profiles. Uh, I'm almost positive we won't have time to get to all three, but John will get us started with this one. I thought I thought it was like, this is never going to happen. This is not going to happen. They can't do this to seven people. At first, I thought that they were going to put us in like this little box, and, and it was going to be like a nightmare. This is the true story. True story. Seven strangers <laughs> picked to live in a loft and have their lives taped to find out what happens <laughs> what? when people stop being polite. Could you get the phone? Don't start Don't getting real. The real world. That was the real world, ladies and gentlemen. Debuted in 1992 when we were the ripe tender age of 18 years old. That's right. MT- uh, MTV had been around for about 10 years. And what, they started in 81? 80? 81? In the early 80s. This was one of those two. Wasn't this the start of them getting into just like <clears throat> away from music Non-music. videos? Well, okay, right? so you know it was a music channel. It's MTV, obviously, and people that know MTV today is not the same thing. Right. I, don't, I don't know if people watch MTV anymore. Right. I mean, it used to be a major, major competitor for everything. Yeah, uh, because it was spring break. It was such a new thing. <clears throat> but they, you know, they started with game shows. Yeah, and maybe some live. Spring Didn't they have coverage. the one with Colin? What's his name? Yeah, there was yeah, remote there was a control. Show, yeah, remote show, control. That show, show is great. Control. And then there were other. Who is the nookie girl on that? She's Kari so, War. Yeah, I loved her. Loved I, her again. Why does he remember He's that? He's so good. I'm so when he sorry. Told, when he said her, he knew knows every name. He didn't I even hate hesitate. It. No, when I see something, I remember it and I hate it. Was she I don't not, like was it she anymore. Not great. Oh, she was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, so, uh, w- when it comes to programming at MTV, I, I picked this one as, as a TV. There were lots of TV shows, obviously, that were important in 1992. But for me, this one was big. From my perspective, and I always do it from a cultural perspective, not necessarily popularity. But uh, So, in 1992, went off to college. I, my parents might have had cable when I was at home. <clears throat> so, I might have. We know Chris's did. He, his dad, yeah, his sure. dad stole it. Yeah, we, ca- we covered how, how my dad manipulated the cable box with the neighbor. <laughs> yes, that's right. So Chris was happy. His dad was happy to have cable. Well, mm-hmm. my parents were not. The, they had a love-hate relationship with the cable. They hated paying for it. They hated the fact that I wanted to watch MTV all the time. You know, like, well, I have to get out from that. Go outside. And I was like, yeah, I'm 18. Leave me alone. 
So the real world in college. Get away from me, old man. Yeah. You can't tell me what to do, old man. Even though you're housing and feeding and clothing me. You're paying for my college, but I don't care, man. Um, I could move out right now if I wanted to. <laughs> but I don't want to. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be out of here. Yeah. To me, the real world did two things. It started reality TV. Yes. And it also is one, of, is one of the keystones in the decline of Western civilization. <laughs> Agreed on both. Yes. I, I'll, I'll just add this. I think it started kind of scripted reality TV. Yes. Because there was a show back in the 60s or 70s called American Family. That was in the 70s. Which 70s. They say that the real world is kind of an offshoot of that. Yeah. It's, and then, it's the... And then really? Put a bunch of people in a room and record them. Right. And so that was te- technically, on Wikipedia, they'll tell you that started reality TV. Right. What's and the name of it? American, American Family. Did Family. you watch it? No, it I never watched it. It was a PBS it. documentary. Yeah. Oh, it was a documentary. Yeah. Okay. But, but then secondly, we're forgetting one of the shows that launched the Fox Network, and that's Cops. I love oh, cops. Which was pure... Uh, initially. And that was... Pure reality. That was pure reality, because yeah. that was just go, following you know, cops around and shooting footage, right. and then editing it and putting it out as a right. show. Okay, so maybe... But real, reality TV as we know it today, where, where we all kind of know it's manipulated behind the scenes by right. like, you know by producers the or whatever. Bachelor and it's steered and, different ways. Right. You know, kind of modern day reality TV. And even then, I mean, you knew... There real was, Housewives. Of it. The, mm-hmm. You know, the producers are the... It's not the people on the screen that make things happen. It's the producers manipulating. You know, Chris and I, I don't know about you, Greg, but we love Big Brother. Or we have in the past. I like and, all three of the CBS reality shows. And, it, you know... One of them, the, there's the Survivor, Amazing Race. Survivor, Amazing Race, and Big Brother. Constant yeah. manipulation by the producers. Right. For sure. Right. Um, Although they they constantly claim that they don't. Right. Of, sure, of course, but... But then know, articles information comes out that we're, they We're not stupid people. Well, well, we are. <laughs> as, as society, I said, I said people are stupid. I like to refer to myself as marginally unstupid. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll endorse that. Mm, thanks. Uh, so yeah, so the the concept was as the as the liner said, you put seven to eight people in a in this case in the first episode a, a flat in Soho, different races, different religions, different sexualities. Different points of view, probably on the world. I mean, they picked yeah. that, you know. And, then, and again, this is the producer stirring the pot, right? You put all these personalities together, and you're going to have some volatile TV, especially when you start poking the bears, right? Uh, so there was seven to eight of them in that first episode, and you know, I don't remember Soho all that well. I don't remember New, uh, the real world New York. What I remember, who were the people in that particular show that year? Do you know? Uh, there was Bob. Uh, there was Susie. There was Ellen. Uh, there was. He's completely making up names. There was. Uh, yeah, this Alejandro. is a bunch of crap. Alejandro. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alejandro. Was Just one trying, of to, them. trying to make it sound more credible. <laughs> um, well, the people aren't important. It's the it's the impact of the show. <clears throat> until well, okay. The people aren't important until you get into San Francisco, which is actually season three. Season one was New York, and it ranks number two. Yeah, I want to hear about that. So this show was created by Jonathan Murray, and he had a partner named uh, Mary Ellis Bunlam. Who? Mary, Mary, you, you want me to repeat it as if you might know who Mary she is? Ellis, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mary anyway, Ellis. Uh, she also cre- the, those two also created Road Rules. Keeping up with the Kardashians, which, mm-hmm. which I hate them for. Uh, <laughs> Project Runway, 
uh, the Simple Life with Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton. So, so basically, they. So when civilization truly falls, we can point the finger at Bunlam and Murray as. Are we sure they're not the Antichrists? Well, one of them died, I think, of cancer. <laughs> she's no longer the Antichrist. Really? I don't remember if it was her. I, don't, I forgot. I didn't it was put her. in my notes. It was her. Oh, yeah. So, so she's died of cancer. So, John, you don't have to hate her anymore. But <laughs> I can still hate her from afar. <laughs> sure. But, uh, but the show premiered on May, May 21st, 1992. The crazy thing is, is this show is still going on today. 32 See, episodes. Yeah. So, so seasons. Season, yeah. And then, and then I made, so I don't know. There's actually not a show, a season running at the moment. I don't think, but season 32 began on October 12, 2016, and it's still being listed as an active show on IMDb, which shocks me because I probably stopped watching after season five. Well, I mean, it's an age thing, right? Because, yeah, because you grow up and you got to do other stuff, right? But those five seasons, I mean, that was it was big. Well, in in a time when when the shows we just mentioned, Survivor and uh, Amazing Race and Big Brother have run for a long time mm-hmm. and, and are, are, are on its heels. This show is still the longest running American reality show in history. Is it really? In TV history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, of course, the concept was <laughs> they put, let's say they put eight people in a house and they record them. They have cameras everywhere. They record their interactions. I think the producers obviously poked the bear. Yes. They, they created conflict. Uh, based on the personality. At the time, though, did you in. know that? Because I don't know that I knew that. I felt like time. I knew that. Because at the end of every episode, they I probably would, didn't. Kind of like they have today. John's is much smarter than we they, are. <laughs> they had um, confessional rooms. This was the creation right. of the confessional yeah. right. room. Oh, this is groundbreaking in a lot of ways. And, and, and I think what occurs in those confessional rooms is they're, they're, that's where the poking occurs. Because there was a lot of crying, there was a lot of yelling, there was a lot of. Uh, venting, and I think they would fire those people up and send them back out into the house, yeah, and then watch them spin off. Um, but the funny thing I, I thought about real world is they made them have a job, yeah. Remember, really, every, yes. every episode or every, yeah, every, um, every season they'd have a job, right? And I think, I think that's great though, it's just weird. They're, they're it, uh, just this weird uh, random minimum wage job. The that show they is had called The do. Real World. Oh, please, The Real World. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons they created the show was um, this idea was out there, but they, you know, in in this Bunlam and Murray wanted to create a show, but they couldn't afford to pay people. Right. So according according right. to the information I saw, they these these people in the first couple episodes they paid them twenty eight hundred dollars. For five months wow. to live in this place, I, you know, of course, you're getting five months for free, right. and you're, they're all young people that have that have the ability to do that, right? Uh, and, and then made them get a minimum wage job. That's I fantastic! Was, I thought it was hilarious. And then, of course, in later seasons, you you know, you had, uh, especially in San Francisco, you had uh, Pedro Zamora, who was, and did you say San Francisco was the third year? I think it's the third year. Okay, um, it was the top ranked. Season though, according to Entertainment Weekly, right? Okay, and this and this was famous for having David Puck, who was oh probably yeah, probably somewhat famous today. If you ask people you our age, so? like who's David Puck or who's Puck? Well, if you say people Puck, were like, oh yeah, real if you Puck, say Puck yeah. from the real world, then they're yeah. going to know who he is. <clears throat> and if they course, if they grew up during that time period, right? right. Yeah, I right. said people, yeah, or people our age, yeah. And then of course, um, the one they're they're most famous for is probably uh, the storyline of Pedro Zamora, who was in the house. I believe he had 
AIDS. He was HIV positive. He was HIV positive. And, and this right. is and he this is right. AIDS yet. Yeah, and this is on the back end of of Magic Johnson coming out. I think in '89. Right. I mean, two or three years before that. So, Red Ribbon campaign. AIDS was. Yeah. AIDS was in the news every day. It was. It was, in, it was on the nightly news. It was in. It was. Yep. God, one of the prevailing themes of this time. Um. So you you know in in who was a, a really nice quiet guy and then you had Puck who was. I don't know if he was really who was not that insane, mm-hmm. uh, or he was just playing up to the camera, which of course is is uh, who knows is a thing. But yeah, no, no. Pedro was an incredibly sweet guy. He was the right guy to have in the house to, to represent that situation. The yin and the yang, yeah, I suppose. for sure. You know, they've they've had fights. They've had people <laughs> attack each other, which gets you kicks off the show. You know, they've had uh, uh, live sex in jacuzzis in the real world. Um, I, I didn't know that they've had. Oh yeah, well you put <laughs> you put a bunch of hormonal kids into a room into a house together. Well, I'm not gonna, surprised. I just didn't know they showed it on the show. I don't know that they showed it. No, yeah, they I mean, blacklighted they just, they just, or yeah, um, blacklighted. Well, I mean they had that on. <laughs> yeah, or, or um, what they've is had that, instances the, of that on Big Brother. True. Well, so. it, it all came from the real world right. because it was the first time to capture quote real life. Right. Um, anyway, I, I it it had a huge cultural impact. Um, some of the cast members have gone on to be relatively famous. Back in the day, if you if you were kind of a no name and you wanted to get somewhere, this was a way to do it because yeah. there wasn't a lot of opportunities for just like for sure. Well, if you hey, acted outrageous, <laughs> right, you could become huge. whatever it may. There's no telling what happened. How much money what? Puck made, and that's that not, he would have never made. That hasn't really changed, right? I mean, these reality shows are still a platform for that. True. I mean, they want you to think that everybody on all these shows are just everyday normal human beings that were, that were sitting on their couch and now they're on TV. But it, there's definitely a percentage of them that are professionally represented. Yeah. I love some of these production notes. Notes. The residence is typically elaborate in its decor and is usually furnished by Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a hilarious side note. Uh, it can include pool tables, jacuzzis, aquariums. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the pool tables and stuff were so cool. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. would congregate around that there and get in a wanted, fight. You wanted to live in that apartment. Yeah. When There's you're no sitting question. at your crappy apartment in college and going, I don't have a pool table. Right. Mm-hmm. This I don't have is, a jacuzzi. This place is bad, eh? I want to go in the real world. The, that, show, that show was just really well conceived. There's so many I hot mean, chicks and... And it, <laughs> where, where are you going with that thought? I don't know. And stuff. It's, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and they've been they've been everywhere. I don't think they've done da- have they? I don't think they've done Dallas. They've done Vegas and Seattle and San Diego and L.A. and Miami, D.C., New Hawaii, York, L.A. Hawaii. I think you said L.A. Like Jamaica, New York, of course. I think they did Jamaica. They did St. Thomas. Oh, they did Chicago. I think they, that yeah. was the that was the thing too when it came out and you trying to figure out where they were going to be next that was cool too yeah. so yeah. yeah it was yeah. it was an important they, they did Sydney I think you know if they keep going they're going to have to do like Waco know, El Paso <laughs> Waco <laughs> real world Des Moines Iowa right Des Moines now that. <laughs> That's and they the also real had that they, would be. They ended up good having the real TV. world road world road, road rules. rules challenge and yeah. all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. uh, it, it spurred an industry. Real yeah. world Boise, Idaho, <laughs> where things are going to get really crazy. You're going to be potato farmers. Actually. You're big into Boise, aren't you? That might be interesting. You throw a puck in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Guy like Puck takes. <laughs> 
Shows up in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Anyway, I... Uh, he worked in San Fran, no problem. Like, that's just normal. Oh, sure. Yeah. But well, by, in Boise, Idaho, see what happens. By San Fran standards, he was probably pretty tame. Right. I would so think here, so. So the core audience... Young adulthood, relevancies, sex, prejudice, religion, abortion, illness, sexuality, AIDS, death, politics, and substance abuse were all the things oh. that they were trying to portray. But as in this this commentary says, uh, it garnered a reputation as a showcase for immaturity and irresponsible yeah. behavior. I didn't. I never noticed that. It, mm. <laughs> indicative of the declining, as I said earlier, the decline of the Western world. The declining morals of contemporary youth. I agree. <laughs> there it is. And I enjoyed it. Do you really agree with that, Greg? <laughs> totally. Uh, so it's claiming it, it contributed to that? That's sure. So there you go. The real world. And everybody nice that's job. our age is going to look back and go, yeah, yeah. the real world. <laughs> that's right. It was way more important than Full House. Way more important. No, I mean Screw now Danny Fuller Tanner. House. I'll have to go with that one. What was that? Fuller House. I'd have to pick <laughs> higher, but it's better than Full House. I'll give you that. There's right? no question that that the real world represented the year 1992 well, and it's definitely established and kicked off a whole wave of reality TV shows oh my that we're still experiencing today. Well, I mean, he, if we had, an, we could do another hour on the things it spurred. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, as we anticipated, we've run out of time, so we're gonna we're gonna stop here. We will pick things up in two weeks when we will we'll go over the last two, uh, two TV profiles of shows that represent the television year of 1992. Well, I look forward to that. John, Greg, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Hey, that was right. a pleasure. Good job, John. Yeah, thanks, guys. Nice man. That brought back some old memories right there. Let's go have a schlitz. <laughs> <laughs> A schlitz. No one does that. No, I'm a little older now. I need to go take a schlitz. <laughs> <laughs> well, there seems to be a pattern here. But once again, we couldn't fit our discussion into one episode. So, we'll be back in two weeks to discuss our last two profiles of the TV shows we think best represent the year 1992. This will also be the conclusion of our series on pop culture from that year. So don't miss it. You can listen to the Gravity Beard podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheGravityBeard. Email us at contactthebeard at gmail.com or interact with us and other indie pods in the Underdog Podcast community on Facebook. We definitely want to hear from you. If you got at least a dollar's worth of entertainment from today's episode, please consider supporting us via Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash gravitybeard for more details. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. Go to podfixnetwork.com to see a complete list of network shows. You may also consider subscribing to Podfix Presents. It's a podcast by all the Podfix hosts where you can hear exclusive original content that you'll not hear on their individual shows. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout by Silent Partner. This song is also by Silent Partner. It's called The Only Girl. Both songs can be found on the YouTube audio library. We have a lot coming up on the show. Later this week on Thursday will be the first installment of Spotlight. This is where we'll play a full episode of another indie podcast from the Underdog Podcast community. Then next week will be another episode of This Week Today, followed by episode four of Blunder Dogs, the official indie pod blooper show. Until next time, this is the Gravity Beard Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to.
Christmas, Chris. That's for you. Oh. Oh. That's not good. Should have gone to the bathroom when I had the chance. Guess I just did.